Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heat Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. Romans chapter 8, starting at verse 28. And I'm going to read it out of the New American Standard. And whoever has a second version outside of that, get that ready. And then whoever reads that one, I want somebody to read the third version out of that. Just the 28. Amen? Romans 8, 28. And in New American Standard, it says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Somebody read out of another version. King James, And we know that all things work together for the for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. One more verse. It's a New Living Translation. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Amen. See, verse 28. When things are going bad in our life, when things are going bad in other people's life, we'll jump out with that scripture and say, you know, all things work good for the one who loves God. You know, we want to get to the end so fast, we just skip a whole bunch of words. You know, it all work good for you. You ain't got to worry about it. But how, but, let, but let's, 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 let's be honest for real for a second. When you're going through your going through, that's the last thing you want to hear somebody say to you. Amen. That's the last thing you want to hear somebody say, come up to you and say, well, you know, everything worked good for the ones who love God, love God, you know, it's all going to work out. When you're going through that thing, that's the last thing that you truly want to hear. That's the last thing that you truly want somebody saying to you because you feel like at that point in time, you want to be in your pity party. You want to be down to the point where, you know what, I'm not even trying to hear it. I can imagine when Darius was speaking to that lady who lost her son, the last thing she would want to hear at that moment in time is when you know that all things work together for the good. Ain't no good in me losing my son. Can't nobody see the good in that at that time. Amen. Am I the only one? I mean, because, or we, or I mean, because I know sometimes we can flow so high and mighty, you know that it is. I just, you know, no matter what's happening in my life, I know it's going to work out for the good. Do, do you feel like that 100% of the time? No. And the thing is, life happens. 
Because we'll say, if you only knew what I was going through, if you only knew what I was feeling, then you wouldn't be coming to me and saying that all things work for the good. But see, that's why I had everybody to read the different translations because we got to be careful with translations because if you notice, only one of those read were well, two of them actually, the New Living and the New American Standard, but the King James, they left out something. And I know everybody swears about that King James, but see, you that's why in your studying, not just reading, but in your studying, it says study to show yourself approved. So when you're studying this thing, then you got to study more than probably one translation. At least get a, see what a second one is saying. See what, see what another one is saying. Because see, in the New American Standard, it says, and we know that God causes all things. See, I'm going to focus on that all first. All. He, he says causes what? All things. So is that just the stuff I'm going through? No. Is that just the stuff you're going through? No. Is that just the good stuff? No. He says all things. All things. But here's the good part. He says, and we know that God causes. God causes. See, that's the thing. We have to know that no matter what we're going through, that it's going to ultimately be God is in it with us. That's when you're going through that thing and you might feel like falling down. You might feel like fainting. You might feel like stopping. You might feel like quitting. But then you recognize and you draw back the scripture and you realize that, God causes all things. I don't have to work this thing out. I don't have to fight this thing. I don't have to struggle with this thing. I don't have to fight with this thing because God causes all things. God causes. Not me, not my mama, not my daddy, not my prayer warrior, not the intercessor, not the pastor. God causes all things. God calls it. The pastor can't move nothing that God ain't got his hand in. Amen. You don't call the pastor on the phone asking him to move something that God is holding back. Amen. Because the pastor can bless it all day, but if the God is cursing it, then guess what? It's cursed. Amen. Because it says that God causes all things to what? Work together. That's the other key word. Work. Guess what work mean? Work. <laughs> work. Now unless you got a little cushy job where you don't do nothing all day, work most of the time mean what? Work. <laughs> I mean you got to put in some labor. I mean you got to put in some effort. But here's the, here's the good thing. You don't have to do it. Because again, God causes all things what? To work. To work. God causes all things to put in the effort, to put in the work. He says you ain't got to do nothing in certain situations. But all you got to do is be still like, like he told Moses. Be still and know that I am God. Amen. And I am the God that causes all things to work. But see, the reason why I key in on that work is because work means process. So you don't go to work at 8 o'clock and get off at 8.01. You don't go to work at 8 o'clock and get off at 9. Unless you get a pink slip. 
But you go to work at 8 o'clock and you usually get off 8 hours later. There is a process. So God is saying, while I'm in this thing with you, there is a process going on. There's something that's going on. He said, you don't worry about what's going on. All you got to know is that God, me, I cause all things to work in the process. But see, here's the next key word. What, what's this process for? Together. So I'm going to make everything process together. Together. And how? For the good. That's the beauty part. He says, I'm going to cause all things to work together for the good of those who what? Who love God. Who love God. Uh-oh. What does that mean? That's a condition. That's a condition. That's a condition. See, when, when he's saying that all these things are working together, see, again, work don't always mean comfort. See, we can get caught up in our situations and in our circumstances, and God, why ain't you working this thing out? Because I'm uncomfortable in this thing. But he, no way in that scripture does it say that he's causing all things to work together for your comfort. For your security, for your sin. He ain't he not saying that it's working together for all that. He said, You might feel like you're going a little crazy. You might feel a little insecure. You might feel like you're about to lose it all. You might feel like all hell done broke loose. But guess what? It's working together. Yes. For the good. It's working together for the good. He said, so it might not be comfortable. It might be a little, it might be a little hot. You might feel like them Hebrew boys when they were through in the furnace. And then the king turned it up higher than it ever had been. He says, you might feel like you in that furnace. You might feel like you about to be burnt up. He says, but guess what? All you got to do is turn and know that what? God is in it. Because what did the king say? He said, I threw in three, but now I see four. Christ was in the middle of it. He says, all you got to know that no matter what in the situation that you are in, he says, I am in it. He said, no matter where, the word of God says that you can't separate yourself from God. So no matter where you go, he said, I'm in the crack house to the boardroom. He says, I'm in hell and I'm in heaven. He says, there's nothing that I have that I do not have my hand on. He says, so no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're struggling with, no matter what you're fighting, no matter what you're pulling on, straining with, fighting with, tussling with, I am there. Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But it ain't going to always be comfortable because work ain't always easy. You ain't going to always be happy. That's why he said in the word, weeping may endure for a night. You might cry a little bit, but God is in there. He said, because those tears of pain will turn to tears of joy the next morning. He said, because now you're going to come out of that thing great, greater than you went in. That's why the scripture says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He said, you're going through something. He said, but the only time that you stop is when you stop. He said, ain't nothing matter what going through. He said, sometimes you got to go through. He said, how else you going to get the way you're going Woo! if you don't go yes! through? He says, it's a process. You might not like what you're getting in it right now. It might not taste right. It might not feel right. It might not look right. It might not smell right. It might not, it might not be right at all. He said, but I'm not trying to satisfy your senses. I'm not trying to satisfy your flesh. He said, I'm trying to empower and uplift your spirit. Okay. 
He said, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to use this thing that you're going through to burn off some of that mess. You might need to be humbled a little bit. You might need to take yourself down a notch. You might need to let some people go. You might need to get some of that sin off. You might need to stop doing this and doing that. He said, but only going through, that's when you'll get new. You can only change going through a process. Change ain't changed until it's changed. It don't mean that everything, he says, I'm working everything out for the good, meaning that's the end result. Just like he says in Jeremiah. Jeremiah said that, I know I have a plan for you to prosper you. So God says, I already got it worked out. He says, but that don't mean everything going to be good. Don't let nobody tell you that lie. Everything will be good. He says, if my son suffer, and he says that you share in this, he said, why you want to share in the glory, but you don't want to share in the story? To get the glory, you got to tell the story. Sometimes to get the testimony, what? You got to have the test. <laughs> he says, I'm not going to prove you and let you skate through. He says, I'm looking for soldiers in this army. He says, better to sweat now than to bleed later. So don't fight what you're going through. Some of us jump out of that fire too soon. Some of us get the taste of something, and it ain't it ain't what we thought it was gonna be. It ain't what we don't even wait it out long enough for the process to complete. And then we 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 jumping out of what God put us in, and then we running over here. We done jumped out the frying pan. God said, "I had you in the frying pan. As long as you were in the frying pan, yeah, it was a little hot. You had to jump around a little bit." He said, "But now you done jumped your dumb self out into the fire." Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He said, "I ain't in the fire. I'm in the frying pan." My God. Jump back in. Because, see, I'm like Teflon. I let you slide across the top. And you want nothing to happen to you. See, we got to understand that the process is like a recipe. See, if I told you right now, I got some sugar. And if I just gave you the sugar and I told you that that's sweet, you like it. But after a while, even too much of that would mess up your body. Then I said, well, I got some eggs here, raw eggs. That's, you don't really like that. That's, that. Most people ain't gonna just eat and drink raw eggs. I got some cream cheese. Some people eat that, that's kind of satisfying. See how life will do you. It'll give you a little bit of that you like, and it'll give you something that you don't like. Then it say, I got some butter. You ain't gonna just eat butter by itself. Some of us might, I know my wife, she might eat the butter by itself. <laughs> that's a butter love. <laughs> Then you got the flour. What, what can you do that by itself? Then you got the lemon extract. You can't just drink that. That's a bitter. See, if you take each one of those things individually, they don't really, they can't really do much for you. Yes. See, if you look at every situation in your life as, 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 as an individual thing, then they can't do much for you. But if you start looking at the thing, connecting the dots, I knew I went through this because of that. I know I'm going through that because of this. I know that all of these things are working together for the good. Yes, God. And God is causing it to happen. So you take all those things, the sugar, the eggs, cream cheese, the flour, the lemonade strike, and the butter, what you got? You got Gigi Pie Cake. I ain't going to tell you real ingredients. You notice I ain't putting out the numbers because I don't want y'all to know. 
but that's a pound cake. That's what I just gave you the ingredients for. Something that's satisfying. Because what? All those things work together, what? For the good. Yes, that's good. But here's the trick. The only way that recipe can come together is what? It's got to get stirred. See, sometimes things going to get stirred up in your life. Things going to get mixed up in your life. You're going to feel like you're just floating around in a tornado in a bowl. But that's how it's all coming together. Because you can't just dump it all in a bowl and throw it in a pan and think you're going to have a cake. God said, I can't just dump you out there to the world. I can't just dump you out there in a situation and think that you're going to be a disciple. Think you're going to be a Christian. Some of you just jumped into the label, but you ain't really ready to get stirred up yet. He said, are you ready to stir this thing up? Even Paul told Timothy, stir up that thing that's in you. Stir up that faith that's in you. That's what he's stirring up. When you're getting tossed around to and fro, all God is saying is, I'm trying to stir up that faith that's in you. Ah, amen. He said, because you don't get no more faith. People say new faith. Ain't no new faith. You was born with all the faith you ever going have. All he's saying is you got to increase what's there. You got to discover what's already there. Amen. He, he admonished the disciples all the time. Oh, ye of little faith. But then what's the other thing after you stir it all up? What do you got to do? Say that again. Put it in the oven. Put it in the oven. But what's the oven? Fire. Fire. It's hot. GG pound cake is 325 <laughs> for an hour and 15 minutes. Some of us won't even stay in the fire that long. God says, I done stirred you up. Some of y'all, the next I done graduated you to the oven. He said, but you keep jumping out. And what happens when you pull a cake out the oven too soon? It falls flat. God say, what you going to do when you keep jumping out of me when you're in the process? You fall flat. You keep wondering why you're falling flat on your face and thing. You touch this and you drop that. You grab this and that go away. He said, because you're falling flat. You keep jumping out the process before it's done. Because it's not good to you. It's not comfortable to you. It's not right for you. It don't feel right. God says the heart is the most deceitful of all things. That's, but then that's why the world will tell you, follow your heart. Follow your heart. No, God says, like it said in the song, what? Seek my face. He says, seek me first. He didn't say nothing about follow your heart. He says, seek me first and all my righteousness. Seek God first so that you can stay in the process. Because why do you want to stay in the process? Because this thing is conditional. It says right there, it says that all things to work together for the good of those who love God. So this is a secret little, this is a secret recipe. This is G.G. Pound Cake in the Bible. <laughs> he giving you the secret recipe. All things don't work good for the people who don't love God. I didn't say it, the Word said it. So there are some people that when bad things happen to them, they ain't going to get nothing out of it. But God is saying right here, you're going to go through it anyway. It ain't a matter if, it's when. So if you're going to go through it, use it for something. Use it for something. But he says why? For those who love God. Okay, well, that mean I got to love you, God? What does that mean? Because I know Jesus said, I got to love you with all my heart and all my mind and all, all my soul. 
and love love myself as I love my I mean love my brothers I love myself. But how do you do that? Because all of us say we love God. You ask anybody. You can you can you can ask anybody on the street who don't ain't never seen a church in their life. Probably ain't never even had a salvation prayer. And you say you love God, and be like, yeah, because that's just the right answer to say. But do you really love God? Turn to Matthew chapter 6 real quick. Matthew chapter 6. This is the test. Because God going to test the love. He ain't going to just uh, take your word for it. Matthew chapter 6 verse verse I'm started I'm started 19. Matthew 6:19. He said, do not, store, do not store for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in or steal. Verse 21 is, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What is that saying? That's how you show the love of God. He's saying, wherever your heart is, that's where your treasure is. Wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart should be. He says, store up this stuff. Store up this word. Store up this thing inside of your heart. Because that's where the treasure is. He says, because where your heart is, that's where the treasure is. That's where the treasure is. And where the treasure is, that's where your heart is. What am I trying to say? Let me bring it all out the sky and bring it right down here. If you really want to know a person, you all you got to do is look at two things. They checkbook and their calendar. Because they're going to show you where they spend their time, and they're going to show you where they spend their money. And that'll show you the character of that person. If they keep an accurate checkbook and an accurate calendar where they don't care who look at it and they put everything in there, you're going to know everything about that person. And you're going to know where their heart is because you're going to know how they spend their money because where they spend their money at, that's where their heart really is. Where they spend a whole lot of their time, that's where their heart is. So we say we love God, but I want you to check your calendar. How much time have you spent with him last week? Look back on your calendar. How many? I if it's just Sunday, guess what? You might have a relationship problem. You might have a relationship problem, and that's why when you're going through things, you might not feel like God is there. You might not feel like God is going to work it out because you ain't spent the time. You ain't spent the time to know that God will work it out no matter what. You ain't spent the time to know that God is more help you to be more than a conqueror. You ain't spent the time to know that God will make you ahead and not to tell. You ain't spent the time to know that God will will heal you according to to His word. You haven't spent the time. You haven't spent the time. So when you're going through that thing, you forget that God is even in there because you're in there by yourself. Because you left him over there waiting on you for the appointment. Because in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9, you can turn to that real quick or you just make a note of it. Proverbs 16, verse 9, it says right here that it says that the mind of man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Other translations say that God orders his steps. 
orders his steps. The other translations say establishes his steps. So we got to establish your steps, direct your steps, order your steps. What does all this say? You ain't in control. Because it's one translation saying he established it. That means you walking on what he established. Then the other translation says that he orders, meaning that you taking commands. That means there's some things that you got to be obedient to. And the other ones say that he directs, meaning he's already laid out the directions. All you got to do is follow it. He said, your heart may plan these things. Yo, you may want to do these things, but guess what? I already got it worked out. He said, you just got to follow the steps. You got to follow the steps. But there's that word again, steps. Steps means what? Process. Step one, step two, step three. It's a process. There's seed, time, and harvest. Seed, time, and harvest. Where's the time? With us. With us. See, we got to understand that everything ain't going to always feel good. Everything ain't going to always look good. People going to talk about you. People going to do you wrong. Your job going to treat you bad. Things going to happen. You're going to lose stuff sometimes. You're going to miss out on some opportunities sometimes. But God says, you know what? Don't worry about it because ultimately when it's all said and done, all things work. I cause all things to work. See, sometimes losing a job is the best thing that could ever happen to people because before that, they never discovered that they could have their own. They could do their own thing. Sometimes losing a relationship is the best thing that could ever happen to you because before that, you didn't realize how strong you could be for yourself. Sometimes being, being sick, just like I was with, when I had cancer, I ended up working for my good because... I realized that God was truly a healer. It wasn't just somebody's telling me that no more. It was something I truly could feel and understand for myself. And for icing on the cake, I ain't no getting the work from home for it. Uh-huh. So for icing on the cake, I get the work from home due to having cancer. Ain't that something? Amen. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Real quickly. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And we're going to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 16. And it says right here, it says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, but though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. What is our inner man, our spirit? He says, He says, no matter what's decaying on the outside around you, no matter what's falling off around you, no matter what's going on around you on the outside, he says that your inner man, your spirit is being renewed day by day. Day by day, each day. Because then in verse 17 it says, 
for momentary light affliction. See, that's what you got to understand. What you're going through is really only momentary. Even if it's been going on for five years, guess what? It's still only momentary. It's momentary in your life. If you live about 80, five years is still momentary. But actually, you're an eternal being, so really, five years truly ain't nothing but a snap of the finger. He says, for momentary, light affliction. He said, you're going to go through some things, but guess what? It's producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. Verse 18, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. What is all that saying? He's saying what you're looking at right now is temporary. But if you focus your eyes on me and who I am, it's forever. Amen? Amen. It's forever. It doesn't matter what you're going through. He says that it's temporary. Amen? It doesn't matter what you're going through. It's temporary. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Amen. It's all just temporary. He says you got to focus on the things that are eternal. What's eternal? The word of God. The word of God, because it says in the scripture, it says that the heaven and earth may pass away. He says, but the word shall always remain. Amen. So that's what God is telling you to focus on right there. He said, focus on the things that are eternal. Focus on my word. When you're going through those situations, focus on my word. Find the word for that situation and see how you come out. That's how we come out more than conquerors. How can you be more than a conqueror? That means that the thing that tried to conquer you, you used it for exercise. You came out stronger than you went in. You didn't just survive, you came out victorious. See, it's one thing to survive something, that means you just barely got out. You escaped with your life, but that's all you escaped with. No, to be victorious means you came out of that thing with more than you went in with. And that's what God is expecting us. See, tough time causes us to lose heart at times. But see, we can't lose sight of what God is trying to do for us. We can't lose sight of what God is doing. We, we, we got to realize that our current circumstances do not determine our destiny. And all these trials and tribulations and afflictions, they don't work against us when God is in control. Because God says what? That you can do all things. How? Through him. Through him. Why? Because he strengthens you. Strengthens you. So God's saying, not only is the situation going to make you stronger, he said, but I'm going to make you stronger as well. Imagine how you really come out of this thing when you go through it. And it's all for the glory of God. Turn to Isaiah 46 real quick, and I'm going to close it up. Isaiah 46. Isaiah 46, and I'm looking at verse, Isaiah 46, and I'm going to look at verse 4. It says, even to your old age, I will be the same. And even to your graying years, I will bear you. I have done it. And I will carry you, and I will bear you, and I will deliver you, 
See, I like what they're saying. They're saying, even to your old age, I will be the same. What is God saying right there? He said, I ain't changing. If I did it before, I can do it now. If I got you out of that last thing, I can do it this time. He says, rejoice in the good times, he said, but don't get so down in the bad times. He says, because I have not changed. He says, even in your grand years, I will bear you. What does that mean? I will keep you up. I will strengthen you. He says, I have done it and I will carry you. He said, I've been carrying you longer than you think you've been around. He said, you think you've been walking this whole time. He said, but actually I've been carrying you. And he says, I will bear you and I will deliver you. That's what the word of God is saying. God is saying that I will do this for you. He says, you ain't got to worry about what you're going through. You don't have to worry about all these things that are going on. You don't have to worry about all the situations because ultimately they're going to do what? Work for your benefits. Work for your good. Work for your hope. Work for your prosperity. Work for your destiny. They all going to work. See, we're looking at the puzzle pieces. God looking at the puzzle box. He got the top already. We all focused on the little pieces trying to figure out if this going to be a corner piece or is this a middle piece. God says, I already know where they all go. You just got to let me what? Order your steps. See what it is? We trying to be, we trying to be we're trying to be famous painters. It's like painting a portrait. We, we, we get in the canvas and we're trying to put our own brush strokes on it. And God says, the whole time I've been trying to tell you is that you can paint by numbers. You live in life trying to paint on an empty canvas and I'm telling you all you got to do is paint by numbers. What's the numbers? Description. You paint by those numbers. He said, if you paint by numbers, then guess what? The picture already, how many remember when we used to paint by numbers, the little, the little pictures in, back in the day? You get the little picture and they, you got the little paint. Even the paint got the numbers on it. You ain't even got to guess what color go where. The paint got numbers and the picture got numbers. All you got to do is line the numbers up. And you just paint in the line. That's all you got to do. God's saying, all you got to do is stay in line. And all you got to do is line the numbers up. Your situation got a number, but guess what? My scripture got a number. You line those things up and you stay in line, guess what? The picture going to turn out just right. All right, all right. That's what God is saying this day. Amen? Amen. Then we're closing out. I'm going back to Romans real quick to close out. It says, because here's the purpose of why he's doing all this. Because in verse 28, Romans 8, 28, it says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And here it is. Why is he doing all this? For those whom he foreknew, he knew you already before you shaped in your mama's womb. He already knew you. For those who he foreknew, he also predestined. Predestined, meaning you already got a predetermined destination. You already got a picture with the numbers on it. Everybody got their own little picture. You paint the flower, you paint the dog. Don't try to paint the dog when you can supposed to be painting the flower. Amen. That's what our problem is. We try to paint all over the place, and God say, "Paint your thing. Paint your thing." He says he also predestined. Why? Why did he predestine us to be conformed to the image of? His son. Then it got the B clause so that he would be the firstborn among the brethren. But here's the key thing. All of this stuff is going on in our life 
Why? The ups and the downs. And he's making it all work together. Why? So that we can be what? His predetermined destination for us ultimately is what? Through all this, what are we here for? Why are we going through this stuff? Why are we, God, why you got me going through this? God, why you taking me through that? God, why you got me up here today and on the mountaintop and now down the valley? Well, how is you think you're going to get to the next mountaintop? You got to go through the valley. The valley's run between mountains. Amen. Don't despise the valley because you're headed to the mountain. But see, you despise the valley so long, that's where you get stuck. You stay in the valley. You stay there in the valley. And the mountain is just looking that further, farther away. But God says, the whole reason I'm taking you through all this is because to conform you to the image of my son. He's ultimately trying to make us like Christ. And I'm bringing the whole full circle to connect the dot back to where he started. The image of Christ is what? Love. Love. Because that's what he read in 1 John 3, 16. That he laid his life down. He laid his life down. Why? Because John 3, 16 tells us. Because he loved us that much. So ultimately, you're going through all what you're going through so that God can get the glory first, but then so that you can see that I made it through. And the only reason I made it through, why? It's got to be why. Not only, not, not because I love God so much, because sometimes I didn't keep up my side of the relationship. Sometimes I wasn't faithful. Sometimes I didn't give it all. I wanted to, I tried to, I expected to, but it didn't always work out. But yet I still made it through. Why? Because God loved you. And because he loved you and you made it through, then God is saying, I need you to go and tell somebody else that they can make it through too. And if you don't know how to tell somebody, then back up to my scripture right here in verse 27. Verse 26, it says, in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. What is all that saying? If you don't know what to say to that person, ask the Spirit to tell you what to say. Go back to what? Order my steps, direct my path, establish my way. Because everything is done in love. Everything, the whole purpose of all of this is the love. That's the whole purpose. That's the whole purpose. Even the bad. Even the bad. Because you come out of that with something. You come out of that with a message. You come out of that with a testimony. So when somebody else going through, you be like, they don't even worry about that. Trust me. Might not be the same exact situation, but it's close to it. I made it through that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Because that's all inspiration is. Inspiration is letting somebody else know that they can make it too. But be real with them. Baby, it might take a little while. I dealt with that thing for a long time, but look at me now. I dealt with that for a long, long time, but look at me now. I had the issue for 12 years like the woman with the issue of blood. But when I finally touched that word in the way that it's supposed to be, when I finally got into that relationship and I realized that he truly loved me, 
that I was able to be conformed to his image. And now I can share that same thing with you.